Well, good morning. Good morning. Let's begin. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. O God, our refuge and strength, the author of all godliness, by your grace, hear the prayers of your church. Grant that those things which we ask in faith we may receive through your bountiful mercy. Through Jesus Christ, your Son, our Lord, who lives and reigns with you in the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen. Amen. The Old Testament reading for the 17th Sunday after Pentecost is from Habakkuk chapters 1 and 2. The oracle that Habakkuk the prophet saw, O Lord, how long shall I cry for help, and you will not hear? Or cry to you violence, and you will not save? Why do you make me see iniquity, and why do you idly look at wrong? Destruction and violence are before me, strife and contention arise. So the law is paralyzed, and justice never goes forth. For the wicked surround the righteous, so justice goes forth perverted. I will take my stand at my watch post, and station myself on the tower, and look out to see what he will say to me, and what I will answer concerning my complaint. And the Lord answered me, Write the vision, make it plain on tablets, so he may run who reads it. For still the vision awaits its appointed time, it hastens to the end, it will not lie. If it seems slow, wait for it. It will surely come. It will not delay. Behold, his soul is puffed up. It is not upright within him, but the righteous shall live by his faith. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. The epistle is from 2 Timothy chapter 1. Paul, an apostle of Christ Jesus, by the will of God, according to the promise of the life that is in Christ Jesus, to Timothy, my beloved child, grace, mercy, and peace from God the Father and Christ Jesus our Lord. I thank God whom I serve, as did my ancestors, with a clear conscience, as I remember you constantly in my prayers night and day. As I remember your tears, I long to see you, that I may be filled with joy. I am reminded of your sincere faith, a faith that dwelt first in your grandmother Lois and your mother Eunice, and now I am sure dwells in you as well. For this reason I remind you to fan into flame the gift of God which is in you through the laying on of my hands. For God gave us a spirit not of fear, but of power and love and self-control. Therefore do not be ashamed of the testimony about our Lord, nor of me his prisoner, but share in suffering for the gospel by the power of God, who saved us and called us to a holy calling, not because of our works, but because of his own purpose and grace, which he gave us in Christ Jesus before the ages began and which now has been manifested through the appearing of our Savior Christ Jesus, who abolished death and brought life and immortality to light through the gospel, for which I was appointed a preacher and apostle and teacher, which is why I suffer as I do. But I am not ashamed, for I know whom I have believed, and I am convinced that he is able to guard until that day what has been entrusted to me. Follow the pattern of sound words that you have heard from me, in faith and love that are in Christ Jesus, by the Holy Spirit, who dwells within us, guard the good deposit entrusted to you. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. And the gospel reading for Sunday is from Luke 17, 1-10. Jesus said to his disciples, Temptations to sin are sure to come, but woe to the one through whom they come. It would be better for him if a millstone were hung around his neck and he were cast into the sea, than that he should cause one of these little ones to sin. Pay attention to yourselves. If your brother sins, rebuke him, and if he repents, forgive him. 
And if he sins against you seven times in the day and turns to you seven times saying, I repent, you must forgive him. The apostles said to the Lord, increase our faith. And the Lord said, if you had faith like a grain of mustard seed, you could say to this mulberry tree, be uprooted and planted in the sea, and it would obey you. Will any one of you who has a servant plowing or keeping sheep say to him when he has come in from the field, come at once and recline at table? Will he not rather say to him, prepare supper for me and dress properly and serve me while I eat and drink, and afterward you will eat and drink? Does he thank the servant because he did what was commanded? So you also, when you have done all that you were commanded, say, we are unworthy servants. We have only done what was our duty. Well, as I've been preparing for Sunday to preach um, this Sunday, and I'll be preaching on the gospel, I was thinking about how my wife, Darlene, and I really enjoy hiking in the woods and, and in the mountains. But from time to time, one of us will be uh, distracted, distracted maybe by a, a beautiful view or, um, or some wildlife and we'll, uh, we'll stumble, we'll, we'll trip over a protruding rock that's on the path and, and almost fall. You, know, you kind of go, whoop, and uh, that's what's, the, you, you know, that can be a little treacherous, especially when you're on a mountain path or, or in the woods and, you know, there's a bunch of rocks below you. And um, Jesus uses this imagery when he, when he talks about um, temptations are sure to come. He uses um, the word there is in the Greek, scandalon. That's where we get the word scandal. And it's really a, a, a stone or a rock or a stick that one would stumble upon uh, as, as you walk forward. And um, so I was thinking about that in terms of uh, our hike, if you will, of faith, or our walk of faith in life. There are things that we stumble over, things that um, cause people to stumble. And one of the things Jesus talks about in our text is um, that we need to pay attention to ourselves, that we're not um, putting a stumbling block for others uh, to their faith. In fact, Jesus is very serious about that when he says, you know, it'd be better for you if you had a millstone put around your neck than to cause one of these little ones to sin. And oftentimes I don't think we're aware of how um, what we do affects others. And that's why he says, pay attention to yourselves and to do the duty that you've been given as a, as a uh, child of God, as a, a servant of God. But um, think about those stumbling blocks that are out there for people's faith and how they're ultimately overcome in Christ. I, uh, I was thinking about, and I wrote this down, that, you know, walking through the rocky, uneven path of this life in which sin, doubt, disease, and death are strewn all over the place. There are no, no shortages to those things that cause us to trip and to fall in our hike of faith. Temptations truly are uh, sure to come. But just as surely a day is coming when every temptation will be gone, every temptation to sin will be gone, every scandal on removed, and there will be no more falling, which we all do all the time, only rising. 
rising to be welcomed home by our Lord Christ and perfectly reconciled to God and, and to every brother and sister in Christ. Uh, but until then, we're to pay attention to ourselves. So that's kind of where I'm going. I'm still, it's a work in progress. Hmm. But we're, we're talking about this hike, the hike of faith, if you will. Yeah, I like that. Um, I, I think that, you know, um, temptations are sure to come. We all have them in our life. And, and the good that we want to do, we don't do. And the evil that we don't want to do, we keep on doing. Who will rescue from this? And you were very clear that, that Christ is the ultimate solution. Um, I think the one point is that if we see someone in sin, um, the first time around he says to um, rebuke them. Yeah. You know, those are pretty strong words. That's hard I think to do. Yeah, and then to do this over and over again. And I think it was interesting that the second time around that he talks about that, um, uh, he doesn't use the word rebuke again, but if he repents, forgive him in the spirit of gentleness and love. And um, that's what we're called to do. That is the service that God has given to really, in essence, be like our Heavenly Father is. Always waiting with open arms, not beating the other person down, um, but ready to receive him in the spirit of love and gentleness and to restore him back. Um, that's what love is all about. The other thing that, that, that struck me with, with this is that last part of it. And you didn't touch on that, mm -hmm. but um, this idea of service make your service of love a beautiful thing. And I think the imagery that he puts out, it's kind of like if we would go out for lunch this afternoon and, and you and I would walk in there and tell the waiter, just sit down and, and relax. You eat first. You take care of yourself. And then you can come and serve us. Mm -hmm. That's not what we expect of him. We expect the waiter or the waitress to simply do their vocation. Um, not in the spirit of, oh yeah, you're such a great guy. You're done so wonderful. But that truly we are all unworthy servants. Um, it, and, I, and I think about the, the parable of the, the two men that went into the temple to pray, mm -hmm. right? The one man went in there and fell on his knees and said, Lord, be merciful to me, a sinner. And the other one went in there and said, oh, God, I thank you. I'm not like everybody else. I, you know, I fast. I give a great offering. I do this and I do that. And I, that when we do these things that we're called to as a Christian in our vocations, when we forgive, um, we're not going to get some kind of standing ovation from heaven. <laughs> it's what's expected. Yeah. It's what's expected of us as servants is to simply do what God has given to us. And then on that last day, our Heavenly Father will welcome us to his feast and say, take the place of honor. I was reading um, a story about um, it made the papers because these guys went into a store and no, nobody was in it. Yeah. Um, nobody was in and But they wanted their stuff. The door was open. So they just left the money yeah. on the table and then left, but it was all on camera. And so that was a big story because they didn't steal when they could have. I mean, yeah. and really they were just doing their duty. They, they bought something and they paid for it and there should be really no big deal about that, right? Yeah. But the other thing you mentioned about the rebuke, you know, the rebuke comes when we're impenitent, right? Or when we don't realize the hurt we're causing. Um, so it, that needs to be, you need to call attention to that. But on the, the second part where you, where you talked about where, but, but it, it's, the rebuke part goes away, there's just forgiveness. Mm -hmm. And it's, it's interesting, sometimes people will come in and they've done something wrong or whatever, and, and they, they're worried about, you, you know, well, what, what's the pastor mm -hmm. gonna say? Well, we're not gonna just, you know, <laughs> add, pile on. And they're, they're always surprised where there's no 
there's no rebuking and because the rebuke has already done its work, whether it be from what happened to you as a result of doing something wrong, now it's affected you and, and um, caused some, uh, something to happen to you or happen to someone else, that, that's already been done. Now it's to, to lift you up yeah. and to pick you up after tripping and falling um, over, you know, tripping over something on, a, uh, on your path. Yeah, I think the other thing was that, you know, when the Lord talks about um, when the disciples ask for increase our faith, and he doesn't measure our faith. <laughs> no. There's no levels of, of mm -hmm. faith. If you have faith as small as a, as a mustard seed, and um, it is our faith in Christ that, that enables us to forgive over and over and over and over again. I don't know if that um, adds something to the mix. Yeah, well, and I think, well, and increase our faith so that we would tap into it. Yeah. I mean, and, and, and a lot of the problem is we're not tapping into the gifts that God gives. And as a result, um, we end up not able to do certain things. But as you tap into Christ, that, that's where it gets increased or that's where you get, you get the blessings of faith, mm -hmm. the, the forgiveness of sins and the strength to do, do things that, you know, on our own, are often do. impossible. Yeah. 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 yeah good, good stuff. Well, the hymn that you. Yeah, the hymn of the day is uh, 587. And um, this really, really um, kind of summarizes the. Yeah, it actually. Three does. readings. Yeah, it does. So should we do uh, one and two? Sure. Okay. I know my faith is founded on Jesus Christ, my God and Lord, and this my faith confessing, unmoved I stand on his sure word, our reason cannot fathom the truth of God profound, who trusts in human wisdom, relies on shifting ground. God's word is all sufficient, it makes divinely sure. And trusting in its wisdom, my faith shall rest secure. Increase my faith, dear Savior, for Satan seeks by night and day to rob me of this treasure and take my hope of bliss away. But, Lord, with you beside me, I shall be undismayed. And led by your good spirit, I shall be unafraid. Abide with me, O Savior, a firmer faith bestow. Then I shall bid defiance to every evil foe. The Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face shine on you and be gracious to you. The Lord lift up his countenance on you and give you peace. Amen. Amen. Thanks. Thank you.